0: Hello and welcome to the Extreme Tasting Lee Podcast. I am your host, Cedius. Note that I went first. We have a small problem. Dave's in LA. And Perrin's out uh, with the daughter at a skating event that could not be unscheduled. Um, And so hopefully he will be joining us later in the month. But uh, for this episode, it's just me and my two guests. Please say hello, guests. Hello. Hello. Oh, Introduce yourself while you're heading. I'm Josh. I'm Amanda. And they are my guests. Fun story, not only do I have two missing hosts, one of the guests that was hopefully going to be here also had to drop last minute due to life, which, you know, we've had happen before. So Amanda has stepped in at very last minute, less than 12-hour notice. Um, (laughs) So thank you for being here. Of course. Um, So... Oh, right. I'm the only one here. I have to do the pours, too. All right. So (laughs) (sighs) continuing with uh, with what we started last month, the whole Game of Thrones line that Diageo has put out, um, we're going to do two more of those for the first episode here of February, which, of course, you listeners who've been around forever know that this is starting season seven. So that's a thing that happened that I didn't realize was going to be a thing that would happen I mean mathematically I knew it was going to happen but <laughs> the fact that we made seven, have made it to seven seasons is like when did that happen <laughs> and so yeah it, it's, it's been interesting and so as I was telling them before the show started uh, we're, we're all kind of recovering from what happened to my voice-itis and so I, I'm going to ask them to vamp a little while. Talk oh, talk absolutely. about yourselves a little bit while I get the, the bottles prepare. So?
1: Josh can do that. <laughs> well, yeah. it might
0: be
2: that I know Josh from a theater perspective, <laughs> yes. And so maybe we should start with that. I'm active in Fearless comedy productions. Um, I'm not. I don't hold any specific position. I'm just an active member with them. And then uh, it's. I've been also, you know, doing some stuff with huge improv and whatnot. Um, I've actually got a new show that I've been doing at Fearless Lab that I'm going to be doing kind of the full-on debut of it at Die Laughing at this point, which is uh, going to be Dueling Narrators. Which Go is, see it! <laughs> it uh, was a late-night drink drinking game we started playing, and then it turned into, wow, this could be really good on a stage where we basically have uh, two different story or we have... Four different storytellers slowly get eliminated down, fighting over who's the one telling the story, each one with, like, a different theme. Interesting. (laughs) And I can see where this would be my brand of chaos comedy. Oh, exactly, which is definitely, there were people who weren't sure when I initially explained it, and then after doing it, and also with some people getting the chance to see it, I've been begged to come back to every fearless lab here on out.
1: It doesn't translate well in the telling, but when you watch it, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: other than that, yeah. I uh, also helped run the fencing booth out at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, <laughs> so... Which is, you know, neat, but a little out of season at this point. Oh, yeah, In yeah. February. Well, I don't know. You, you could run around in the snow with a sword. <laughs> I mean, it.
1: you
2: could run around with a sword in the snow, but...
1: He's actively looking for people who want to run around in the sword with a snow. With the, him. But Switch it <laughs> around. You
0: know what I mean? Sorry, Matt, reverse it. <laughs> All right. So, I've got the uncorking done. So... Let's get the pours going. The first one we're going to do tonight, um, like I said, the Game of Thrones. uh, This is House Targaryen, which is the Cardew Gold Reserve.
2: Ooh. So
0: (laughs) the unfortunateness of having no co-hosts is that while I can say we've done a Cardew on the show before, um, there's no one else that can back me up on that. (laughs) <laughs> um it would have been in season one. Oh, that's a generous pour. Let me uh <laughs> let me fix that a little bit here. Um so the only cardio we've ever done was uh one that originally debuted with Scotch Club, which was of course the precursor to this podcast. Um those of you who've been listening are already have heard this story. But the show kind of evolved out of um a friend group that was myself, my co-host Dave, and um, two individuals who used to LARP with the two of us. (laughs) And Dave and one of the gentlemen were storytellers of that game, and so we're used to spending a fair amount of time together, but, you know, life had caused us to, to drift in our own separate paths, and we said, you know, we all like single malts. Well, the three of them all had a single that, <laughs> that was their go-to. They knew I was an Irish whiskey drinker and figured I could make the transition pretty easily. Um, and said, so, you know, let's get together and, and do a thing where we hang around, BS, catch up, because we never see each other anymore every, you know, six to eight weeks, and let's all bring a bottle. And so the rules of the, of, of the gathering were no blends, 10-year or greater, $40 or greater. <laughs> and, you know, that was a pretty easy thing to do. Um, I mean, it's a bit of an ask to drop $40 on a bottle you've never had before. But having done the show now for seven years, it's only a bit of an ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell you the average cost of a month of the podcast is around $300, and that's not counting my time. <laughs> so... um if asking for forty dollars or better was not that big a deal, and then we decided we would we would rotate who was hosting. Um, so whoever was hosting generally provided some snacks, like the cheese and crackers that I that I have here on every podcast. Um, and as tended to happen, the host would generally splurge on a more expensive bottle because the host also got to keep whatever was brought to the, <laughs> the night they hosted, for better or for worse. Um, and so the, the first night, we all kind of brought. Something, um, the three of them had all brought something that was already in their collection. I had to bring something new, and the very first uh meeting of the club, I brought a Cardew um <laughs> to bring it all back. Um, so this this is kind of starting back from the beginning for me. So, the start of season seven is also the first scotch I ever brought. It, this isn't exactly the same scotch, same distillery, yeah, um, but first ever. Um, thing that I brought, so um, that that's my sentimental note that goes along with this single malt. But uh, yeah, Cardu is not a very expressive distillery, as far as I can tell. I've, I've not seen um, anything but the one bottle that uh, I had had. And then suddenly they got the theme. <laughs> so so Diageo decided. Well, let's do something. Um, and since Cardu is one of the lesser represented things, that I'm, I'm very happy that it's one that they threw in the mix and you know making it house Targaryen I I don't know that that would have been my my choice because <laughs> from what I remember of the Cardew it being a spayside, um it was the first whiskey I experienced that ever really had like strong fruit notes to it like, <laughs> like a little bit of floral but some strong fruitness to it and just the nose that I'm getting from the glass still sitting on the table for me just doing the pores mm-hmm. there's definitely some sweetness to this oh yeah mm-hmm. um, so let's 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 go ahead and, and do the nosing here. I suppose I should have warned them i mean I, it sounds like Josh has listened to a show or two um yeah. to to get a sense of how the show is going to work so oh, what yeah. we do here <laughs> is is we'll nose and we'll taste it neat then we'll add a little bit water with the eyedropper um, and then nose and taste it wet um. All, all that while talking about what we're getting all so nice. um, so to not continue talking <laughs> uh, what
2: are you getting out of the, the nose definitely a whole lot sweeter and my my experience with scotch is limited but definitely like you know over the probably last two years I've experienced it a little bit more mm. and that is sweeter than pretty well most that I've gotten the chance to you know get the aroma off is it a
0: specific kind of sweetness that, that you're getting out of it can you narrow it down is it a toffee is it a butterscotch is it honey almost like a honey
1: i'm getting the honey for sure and then i'm also picking up the floral notes in there almost like a like a lavender or a honeysuckle or something something pretty aromatic
0: as I'm not much a flower person myself, uh but being familiar with both of what you just uh said, I'm leaning more towards the honeysuckle mm-hmm. of the two. Um, initially I was getting kind of a butterscotch note, but the <coughs> nose has faded pretty fast for me, so I'm I'm gonna go and do a, a quick reset with the with the coffee we have here. i pass it around to let everybody else get a get a <laughs> snort of the lovely True Stone Coffee, what we have, um, Fresh Roast Cool Beans. Um, they're a local coffee distiller. They <laughs> Distiller. Local coffee <laughs> roaster. Where is my brain? Um, so they, they roast all the beans uh, they get and uh, deliver it fresh to your door uh, with, with the delivery service. Or you can go pick it up if, if, if that's your move. Um, but the most important thing as a listener to this show, you can take advantage of our promo code SCOTCH. Uh, to get 10% off your order. that's it's the entire order. Um, it's coffee or whatever swag uh, of theirs that, that you want to pick up. And they've got some really cool stuff. I keep meaning to order some of their glasses. They've got some really sweet glasses. Uh, they'd be better than these little Ikea things that I
1: <laughs> Dave, Dave
0: keeps giving me crap about. But uh, because he keeps giving me crap about it, I have to keep
1: them. Because um, that's of my move. It's only right. So,
0: so going back in after the reset... The butterscotch should not come back, and I'm getting kind of a a buttery honey.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely um like the honey is definitely potent and present. It's a very pleasant
0: nose, and so I'm 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 worried that the uh the palate's not gonna live up to it.
2: <laughs> Here we go. I unfortunately that happens a lot. Oh yeah. Mmm. It's very light. Wow. <laughs> Just
1: <laughs> that is Super smooth. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna sit over here and drink (laughs) them. I also uh, come from Irish whiskey is my go-to, and this is one for a very nice, easy transition into Scotch. From that, with this, (laughs) definitely got those sweet notes to it. Still.
0: Oh yeah. This is this is definitely a space side though. It's it's pretty light in character. It's, It's got that sweetness to it. Um. I don't see that Targaryen fire in it. No. (laughs) Now, I'll admit, I am not a Game of Thrones person, so I don't know if there's a house that would be fighting for a throne that that you could justify putting something (laughs) this subtle and and sweet and nice. There's a couple
2: of them. Like, there's one of them uh, is, um, whatever their name is, Uh, they've got literally roses and rose bushes as their... uh, I can't think of, of it No <laughs> <laughs> And th- I think that would Tie in with it pretty well Tyrell there it is uh, um, And I think that would Definitely theme it better But at the same time do you want to Label something Targaryen like one of the main Families and not have it something People actually want to enjoy Well I'm not saying I'm not enjoying this Oh, oh I'm, I'm just
0: saying this is Far subtler Oh yeah um, Flavor-wise, I'm I'm just really getting that light sweetness on a whiskey. There's not a lot of discernible palate here for me. I'm gonna reset with some water and cheese, um, mm. and go back in a little bit more before I wet this down. But
2: no, that's uh really. It's reminiscent of the nose on it pretty well.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely, I don't know if it's because we've been discussing honey so much since we uh, did the nose, but I'm definitely tasting just smooth honey. It doesn't, like, choke you as you, you swallow. But I will
0: say it's, it's very light, and, the, I mean, the mouthfeel, it, it's very, it, it's, I, I hesitate to describe it as thin, but it, it, it there's not a lot to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's no, just, that,
2: that actually seems pretty accurate. It's... It's not heavy on the tongue by any means. It definitely sits a lot lighter than just about any scotch I've had previously. And there's next so. to no finish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so it's just a very clean taste, and it and dissipates pretty quickly. Um, so now we'll uh, use the eyedroppers, add a little bit of water, and by a little bit, I mean, just a couple of drops. It does not take much to, to make a dramatic difference a lot of the time, so... Oh. And with this one, it, it being so light and smooth, I, I'm not sure what water's going to do to it. <laughs> the nose just feels watered down. I'm not yeah. getting any significant new notes.
1: Well, maybe it's because it's watered down, but I'm almost getting maybe a bit of earthiness behind the honey now. It's just like very faint, but more so than before we added the water.
0: I think this calls for another reset. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Like, I definitely follow where you're coming from. Yeah. I can Earthiness definitely...
1: may be the wrong word. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> but the sweetness has definitely been cut just a touch.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's not as big of a walked in the face with the sweet.
0: I think what I'll say I'm getting with the water is maybe a little bit more of, of the malt. Maybe that's the earthiness you're mm, getting. Yeah. It's, the, it's the underlying ingredient of a single malt whiskey that, mm-hmm. that's coming through. It's the cereal. Um, green smell. So how does it taste now?
2: you just sitting there blowing on it. All right. well, so like I
1: work for a coffee shop and we do this with <laughs> coffee on a daily <laughs> basis.
2: That
0: was interesting. So... It got heavier. No, that's definitely... Hmm. The mouth feels not as thin anymore. Um, still very smooth. A little bit more alcohol bite on the tip of my tongue at the top of the finish. Um, still not a lot of a finish at all. Very quick. Again, just kind of the, the maltiness in there. The palate, I'm going to see if I can get a little bit more on the palate but I'm, I'm running out here.
2: No, and that's uh, definitely, I'm noticing, very similar. It's right at the tip of the tongue there. It's definitely, you're getting that. You peel the alcohol. You can taste the alcohol significantly more than mm-hmm. previous.
1: Yeah, it, it almost tastes like completely different <laughs> scotch.
2: The, the, the sweetness has
0: been cut dramatically on yeah. the palate.
1: Um, it's still there. Like, I'm still definitely finding it, but it's not at all what I was expecting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what else to say regarding the palate. It, it basically went from being a honey sweet to a multi not mealy is the wrong word, but a, a heavier feel and the maltiness is coming through. Still a touch of sweet in there, but not a heck of a lot. So, we'll see what the
2: yeah, it's like container... The, the, the sweet kind of along the center stride of it definitely stays almost level, but it's the beginning and end of it. Pretty well come to a harsh start and finish almost. Not long-running, but...
1: It's got a pleasant whiskey burn on my tongue at the end, and
0: I like that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> pleased. Ah! <laughs> oh, Xerxes. Be
1: good. You're abusing the cat, Josh.
0: <laughs> all right. So now I will make an attempt, my voice all shot at the pretentious reading.
2: Oh, I, I can pretentious <laughs> read real well if you need it. You know what? How about, how, how about you do that and, and go ahead and read that entire top section? Perfect. House Targaryen, the only house in possession of fire-breathing dragons, has proven its resilient nature throughout history. Through fierce determination and force of will, Daenerys Targaryen walked through fire and emerged at the head of the greatest army the known world has ever seen. Under the black and red banner of House Targaryen, she marches towards the Iron Throne, and her rivals bend the knee to swear their allegiance to the Mother of Dragons. Fueled by this same fiery spirit and courage to conquer all challenges in their way, Helen Cumming and her daughter-in-law, Elizabeth, were pioneers in the male-dominated whiskey industry during the 1800s and largely responsible for the early success at Cardew. The single malt scotch celebrates these legendary women and their unwavering perseverance with a liquid that's rich in texture and balance of sweet fruit, dark chocolate, toffee, and spice.
0: So, yeah. Um, Based on those tasting notes, I am going to declare some pretty solid cork dorkery. We we maybe could argue for the sweet fruit and possibly the toffee, because one can interpret sweet different ways. Yeah. Dark chocolate and spice, though I I gotta call BS that I I did not get a hint of <laughs> any of that at all.
1: I'm the kind of person that will find chocolate in anything, and I definitely did <laughs> get chocolate out of that.
0: <laughs> so,
2: yeah i I still enjoyed this. Well, um, oh, no, MS definitely straight was a lot better, um, and that's where. No, oh, it was uh it, it changed the flavor definitely, I think a little bit for the worse when you added the water in and had it uh.
1: Well it depends on I guess what you're looking for in your scotch. For me straight was definitely better, but like I said, I'm I like slightly sweeter on the oh, my yeah. whiskey side. But um my sister's a big scotch drinker and I know she likes things definitely with more oakiness and stuff like that. So this might not be hers, but I definitely think she'd prefer it watered down. Oh, yeah. I honestly can't say which one I
0: preferred. Um, Both had their appeal. Um, I would say on the plus side, it's one that can go either way. Um, It was smooth in both cases. Um, If you like it sweeter, don't add the water. If If you like it a little bit earthier... You have more of that malt coming through, add the water. If you feel like the heavier mouthfeel, add the water.
2: Oh, this still seems real backwards from what you'd expect from it.
1: Well, I mean...
0: <laughs> that That's why we, we do what we do on the show, is um, we try it both with and without to see... Oh, yeah. What happens, uh, and as often the case, you know, we'll start with a light watering, and sometimes we'll add more water. This was so smooth, I I just really didn't want to add extra water. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've got the bottle to play with later, but, (laughs) um, yeah, this is one that uh, I could easily see myself setting aside and saying, uh, this is for the public flask at Convergence. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Because (laughs) this is something that other people are probably not going to have had, uh, unless... There's someone who says, Game of Thrones scotch, and goes out and buys <laughs> yeah. them all, or, 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 you know, picks their house and goes with it, Targaryen being a popular one might might be that. Um, but as a general rule, most people aren't going to have had Cardew. Um, and it's obviously, a, a, you know, from from what we were all saying, a pretty good intro scotch. Oh, yeah. in the fact that it was not... Uh, no, a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Like say Lafroy would be. It,
2: it's not a Grant and the kisser kind of taste and that's something that like I know people who are not big on scotch and I feel that's something that even they would be interested in that they would be mm-hmm. wild on giving a shot at least and like it's something that with with kind of the flavor profile right off the bat that was real real pleasant compared to a lot of starter scotches what people are like, here you gotta try this. So
1: I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know much about Scotch to add much more on to this. But... You, you,
0: you know, some, sometimes that's how it rolls and that, and that's why we try to make sure there's at least three or four people here to to make sure there's content for the show. I, there there was an emergency situation where and both of my hosts were out, and, I, and and one of the two guests showed up. And so it, it was just two of us, and, and we tried that, yeah. and we only recorded one show. Um, <laughs> because even even with him vamping quite a bit, and, and Michael, if you're listening, I appreciate you. I'm glad you were here. Um, basically, he ran through most of his stuff in, in one episode that kept us to our, our normal length. And oh, I, yeah. I just did not have enough to... I, I'm involved... In fearless, insofar as I'm on the board and I like go to shows and I see things, but I don't
2: do things. <laughs> you are you aren't one of the people who goes. Yeah, I'm currently working on this project and this project. I saw that show and yeah. man, that was a hoot. And, 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 while, and while I'm happy to pimp all the things, um,
0: <laughs> that only gets you so far, and you don't want to listen to me all day. Got, uh,
1: I hold coats at the shows. Like that's about my my level of involvement. <laughs>
0: But to wrap on this one, we need to put it on our five point scale three being average, five being the best thing you've had in your mouth, and one being a war crime. Um, <laughs> decimals are allowed, and, and you can rate this on on like liquor you've had, you can have it on, like flavors in general, like whatever your personal, however you want to do your scale. We don't really go into it too much. Those of us who are hosts of the show, um, our listeners expect us to be basically comparing single malts to single malts for the most part this late in the game. The first, oh, yeah. first two seasons, it was a little bit more generic flavors ever. Um, but now it's 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 scotch versus scotch. Oh, naturally. Um, you guys So
2: a long um, list, I'm
0: sure. <laughs> and because um, both of you have, have stated that you're a little bit more novice to, to whiskey drinking <laughs> than I, uh, I'm going to choose to go last because I don't want to influence you in any way. Perfect. Um, so... If either of you would care to elucidate me, what score would you slap on this bad boy?
1: I'll go first because I feel like I am the most novice. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, like I said, Irish whiskey is my go-to, and I just whatever's in my budget is kind of what I go for. So this, comparing it to whiskeys and other scotches I've had in the past, I would say was really good for me. I would give it like a four point five. Like, it's definitely up there for me, like, one I would look for on the shelves right now.
2: (laughs) Great. Um, And for me, it's, I'm kind of going off of that. I've had, you know, some mid- to upper-shelf rums and stuff, and it's overwhelmingly, this would be, I'd be not the same, but I I would say, like, a 4.2 or something. It's definitely something I would go and get again but uh it's not one of those where it's like uh you haven't lived until you've tried right so okay uh and i'm glad that i chose to go
0: last because uh, i i'm going to be putting it in different perspective oh absolutely Um, your
2: your perspective comes from a totally different angle so 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 with that in mind
0: I, i i do think that this um is a pretty solid like intro scotch um Which, on one level, one might think would put it probably near to average because you probably don't want to do something that's overwhelming one way or another uh, with someone. On the other hand, I think a good intro scotch definitely deserves some credit. Um, So I'm certainly going to to score it higher than just a base three. Um, It's not complex. It it doesn't have a lot going on. Um, But it's super smooth, and I enjoy a smooth scotch. Um I I do like the fact that it did change fairly dramatically, but both neat and wet had positives. There there was there was not an overwhelming to me side that I would put this on um to say, oh you have to have this wet or you have <laughs> to have this neat. Uh as has often been the case on the show. It's like we'll have a beautiful First tasting, and then we'll add water, and we will go. Why did I do that? Because <laughs> you can't take that out. Um, the, 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 at that point, you just got to finish it. Um, <laughs> and then there's sometimes where you know it starts bad, and and then we had a little water. Like, well, it went up.
1: <laughs> I can
0: say that, um, but it still didn't necessarily go anywhere. Um, so I I enjoyed this. Um, I I think my co-hosts, if I were to guess. Would probably put this in a three two three three range. I am going to put this in a three six five, um, and I and I do have to add that extra nuance because it, it doesn't quite make a three seven for me. Um, but it it's getting up there, um, and I want to say the the, the Cardu, we, we the other cardew we had done we rated back when it was still like a thumbs up thumbs down. Um, <laughs> but I I enjoyed this one more than I remember enjoying the first one. Um, and since I've had more experience now, I can say with certainty I would probably enjoy that first one less now than I did when I initially had it. And so the fact that I'm, I'm giving this one um, such a, a positive score, I think, um, really puts this the gold reserve in, in a good light. So um, I'm pleasantly surprised by this one. But I'm going to let my guests rinse out their glasses, uh, so, so a little water, Um, and then dry them out to get as close to a a neat again as you can um, before I get the next pour going. Um, Judge, are you involved at all in uh, the upcoming show that opens in about a week? Uh, Fearless Five? Fearless Five.
2: I am not. I uh, was slated to do the audition, and that day, conveniently, I had all of my employees at work called in sick, And so I uh, went, well, guess I can't make it to any auditions. So uh, I did not get a chance to do anything with it. Um, There has been a big push for me to try and do more with it next year. Um, Like, it's one of the shows that got me first initially interested in Fearless, though. Because it's got, basically, uh, it's five different shows. And each of the shows have a different writer. Each of the shows have a different director. And so it's five different individual shows that are all a from scratch, purely for that.
1: This is the one that's noir-themed this yeah. year?
2: Yep, the one that uh, my fiance Meredith, she actually uh, helped out with picking which scripts or which uh, ideas for the show, which she was really excited about. So I can't remember. I, I, I don't know if I was involved in this show's picking or
0: not, because I've been involved with a lot of the blind selection yeah
2: um but the company has grown significantly to the point where i don't have to be involved in every one of those selection <laughs> committees well this year i think they had a pretty solid group right off the bat that were just jumping on it and so i don't think they had to uh, call on your expertise for it well i so. mean
0: it, there, there's always a, a selection committee for these for oh, yeah. sorts of things so uh, i i had initially thought actually about write, trying to my hand at writing um, this time, because noir is a, a genre that I listen to an audio, uh, another audio drama podcast. Oh yeah, um, and have for a number of years, and and unfortunately, the noir show that they used to produce has wrapped. Oh, because the one of the two lead actors um, got his union card, mm-hmm. and having earned his union card, could no longer work on that show. <laughs> um, because of how the union rules work and oh, of then, unfortunately course. that show was was not able to to go to that level so it wasn't even like a clean wrap it was just kind of like and we're done well they 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 knew in advance that it was a possibility okay um that he was because they they knew he'd been trying and they were supportive of him trying um and so uh because it was i mean it it, it it's a serialized show mm-hmm. um But it was episodic, so it it wasn't. This leads to the next. Leads to the next. Leads to the next. It it wasn't
2: continuous story. Yeah, it it, it, it
0: wasn't an arc. But history did exist in the show, and occasionally they would reference a previous something.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But very rarely did a case come back to haunt them um, in any way. (laughs) So I. It ended up having a seventy-two episode run, Um, which you know isn't isn't bad, but. I would have liked if if the story could have had you know a true wrap. Oh yeah, where where you know the detectives retire or something. Um, instead, it was just the last episode we get.
2: Oh, um, very very Firefly ending. <laughs> yeah,
0: ar- arguably so. Um, <laughs> now uh, the the author has written another book um, in the series since the show wrapped. Um, and they um, uh, which I mean the company that produces the yeah. show um, which means the author himself in this particular case um, is, is basically doing the audiobook book himself um, <laughs> and it's not that that second book is not done being produced yet oh, that, yeah. is, that is the current project um, for that company which is Dakota Ring Theater by the way um, and, and, and this particular show is Blackjack Justice um and the origin story book was done in audio. Uh, the audiobook was done in the format of the two main characters um, in the same style of the show, is, is the two of them going back and forth. So basically, um, Chris Mott would read one chapter and then Angela Lyons would read the next chapter and back oh, yeah, and Oh, yeah, just
2: kind of back and forth. And, and
0: because of the order in which uh, it was launched, it wasn't necessarily that each of them got chapters that were predominantly their character's chapter. Um but it happened as often as not. Yeah. So it was a little bit more often than they got their own. Um and it it, it, it it's very good. I, I enjoy that show immensely. Definitely, and yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing Fearless Five Noir.
2: No, and that's uh, I know I had one brief idea of oh, you could definitely make it Waldo and Carmen San searching for their child somewhere in the world, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh wait, that falls into every note like cliche noir theme of I'm a detective,
0: but that I imagine <laughs> will be half of them because the, the, I, that that's some of the enjoyment I think of noir is is that it is so rife in cliche. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. and if you if you run something completely without the cliche, I, I don't know that you could be noir.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like kind of so. declassifies it as
1: that. Yeah, noir has a very specific <laughs> set of rules within it. Yeah,
0: there, there, there's some language there that, that has to get hit, and and I think that's probably what draws me to it the most is is I, I like the particular, um,
2: the whole entire theme. The, the,
0: yeah. Well, the the, the the idiosyncrasies of language that that tend to be in noir-style pictures. That, <laughs> the lingo, um, to, to use, you know, not the right word. I, well, I mean, it's a word, but... <laughs> like, it just, just the, I
2: said, mean, just the... I wouldn't even call it dialect. It's just the, the... The clear, concise voice that it has. Because unlike some where it's kind of... It changes around, noir has a very specific voice mm-hmm. in itself, I think. So, So the other four we have before us now...
0: House Greyjoy um, being presented to us by Diageo through Talisker which is the distillery that we've had on the show a couple of times. Um, my co-host Dave is generally a fan so he's going to be upset that he missed this. Ha ha.
2: <laughs>
0: I think he has his own bottle but it doesn't matter. We're <laughs> drinking mine. Um, uh, Talisker is an island um, So it kind of falls outside the the standard regions. I said earlier, Cardew is a Speyside, which is kind of the northeast central-ish kind of area. So you've got the lowlands, the highlands, Speyside kind of between them. And then down in the southwest corner, you've got Isla, which is where the the peaty smoky ones tend to come from. Um, And then you've got some islands that kind of just surround um, Scotland in general. And... Uh, I believe the Isle of Sky. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of western,
2: and then I think it's about halfway up the country. So um, I follow. That's where the uh, which they're going more so in relative to where it is in Game of Thrones to where it is in real world. I I, think. I, I, I mean that that's a possibility. I mean, considering
0: there's there's only. So many regions of, of Scotland to try to play that exactly on, on a, a similar line to Westeros. I don't know that that's entirely holding true, um, but uh, it certainly has some merit to <laughs> yeah. it. Um, so so on on the bottle, uh, I, I, I or on the on the container, I should say I, I should have mentioned, of course, on House Targaryen there was a dragon. Because of course there was. Oh, um, House Greyjoy um, is is a giant squid or or, or krakenish type um, creature. I you know, just a squid, <laughs> not, not really a kraken, but it's it's large and menacing. So let's see what uh, what the nose has for us on the Talisker here. Well, what are you all getting? There's the smoke. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 some smoke in there. I say like a burnt sugar, almost kind of smokiness. Interesting. I see where you're getting that. Certainly, I, that's my my brain did not immediately go to the smoke. For for me, I got the apple. There, there's a, a, a strong white fruit, definitely leaning apple over pear. And for Dave, I am going to say. Mm. Yeah, I'm getting the Apple.
2: What kind of Apple? Wouldn't be able to tell you that.
0: <laughs> no, this, this is a running gag. If, if, if Dave were here, he we'd say, what kind of Apple, CDS, And so I'm trying to figure it out to make Dave happy. <laughs> because this is a long-standing joke on the show. Um, early on, uh, for those of you who have caught up with us and have not listened to every episode, um, in the early seasons, um, I was very prone... To having selections on the show that had apple notes, and I would state the particular kind of apple that I was getting, to the point where if I simply said "apple," Dave would have to say what kind of apple
1: it is, and then I would
0: have to answer him. So, still trying to work through. And now I'm, of course, having smelled it several times. I'm getting nothing but the smoke. So trying to go back to the apple. Whereas
2: I'm the opposite. Like I'm only getting the apple. I'm not getting the smoke anymore. That did not help me. Because it started off real strong with the smoke, and then
1: again, mm-hmm. my palate super not refined, nor is my nose. But I'm almost getting whiny notes, like a, a dry sweetness. So I would say, whatever apple you're going for, maybe a dryish apple. <laughs> I'm not making this up at all. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, to be fair, I was leaning a similar way. It's not a Honeycrisp. I can yeah, say clear. Yeah, no, um, it is not a Granny Smith. Um. I'm also going to say it's not a cameo or an opal. you get into apples. I don't even know, man. Whoa. <laughs> it's a little sweeter than a Braeburn, but, I mean, I'm getting... It would make a good apple pie, is, 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 oh, is what I would say. Absolutely. Um, but that's enough of that nonsense. So I'm going to go in for a sip here. I think everybody else has already started on that. <laughs> which is fine, because someone has to keep the pacing
2: going. No, definitely. That's a... Uh... Not nearly as light <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> and that's oh, cleared my lungs a bit. <laughs> oh, that smoky finish though, that, that was very, very satisfying. Yeah, Mouthfeel wise, I'd say it's a, it's a little
0: bit closer to the watered down cardio, um, mm-hmm. but even the cardio was heavier. Um, this this is kind of nicely between the really lightness of the cardu started and the, and the heaviness that the, that the wet cardu went to. It was just, I, I would call this on the light side of medium.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely has a lot more flavor than the last one. Mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to discern what that is quite
0: yet. <laughs> <laughs> I I definitely agree. There's a, a smokiness to the finish, which is very pleasant. Um, I would say kind of a hallmark of Talisker is is that that does that, and and I would. Certainly, say for the listeners who who've heard us discuss talis- talisker before, <clears throat> this definitely tastes like a Talisker. I mean, in a blind taste test, I would have told you this was a Talisker because <laughs> um, it, it it there are commonalities to what that distillery puts out, even though they are distinctly different. They are all definitely of the same family. Yeah, that's a uh,
2: lot more complex flavors going mm-hmm. on.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I'm
1: I'm sitting here trying to be like I've got yeah. to pick something out, and I can't quite. Every time I think I have something pinpointed, it shifts. <laughs> and I change my mind.
0: I'm getting a caramelized something, and I'm trying to figure out what that something is. It's also kind of a charcoal-ness to it that I'm trying to to work through here.
2: No, it's a... almost oaky. Like, it. it, it... The kind of like charcoal, it's kind of like an oaky charcoal kind of flavor.
1: But very it's very faint that oakiness.
2: Like it's got enough flavor to think about. Yeah. (laughs) So there's definitely a lot less sweetness and like you don't as far as what the the nose on it has, it definitely does not have the same kind of sweetness as what you get out the nose.
1: Well, so it, the first sip I took kind of punched me in the face a little bit, which, in a pleasant way, like, I I do enjoy it quite a bit, um, but I think that's the complexity in it. Like, I still, I'm sitting here just kind of, like, rolling it around on my tongue trying to figure out what notes I'm getting, and it just keeps changing in a very pleasant and exciting <laughs> fashion.
0: Yeah, my my tongue is getting a little dead on this right now, and yeah. I, I tried doing a reset. I should probably go for some cheese, but I, for... For a lack of anything better, I'm, I'm going to say, like, a, a burnt or caramelized sandalwood is kind of what I'm getting on the palette. And it's it's unusual, but I like it.
2: Oh, no, that's exactly it. It's, like, unique to itself, <laughs> by all means. All right, got to add a little water. Smoke's coming through clean now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is.
0: And that might be all. Let me uh, do a reset over here. should really cut this bag down so I can get deeper into the coffee
2: <laughs> No, and that's overwhelmingly like even revisiting it it's smoke smoke is kind of what you're really getting heavy off of. I'm
1: getting a lot more of the fruity fl- fruity notes this time
0: <laughs> after the reset the 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 apple's coming back now. oh yeah. I will say this one is pairing Meg, uh fantastically with the cheese selection that I have here which is more of that uh smoked alpha how what do they call it? it 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 is an alpine cheddar. It's oh, um tasty. <laughs> yeah. Which I found I can actually get at Cub now. This this is oh, wow. This is cheese that usually I get at the at the co-op that's near um Siren Wisconsin when I go the twice a year that I go. Oh yeah. Um but uh, that, that uh, creamery is now putting things out, um, and, and Cub has it. So, pleasantly surprised to see today.
2: That's, uh, the flavor comes across a lot more defined with kind of each step of it. Definitely a lot a lot less of uh, it's happening all at once and kind of defines it along the way.
1: Yeah, that, that punch in the face is, is not as prominent once
0: we've watered it down <laughs> so I'm enjoying it watered down quite a bit I guess as a final note on the nose I'll, I'll say that while the smoke was prevalent at first I think that might have just been left over um, after the reset with the water I am, I am honestly getting more of the apple um, than I was although it's not being any easier to identify it <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say it might have even shifted apple but um, the palate's not agreeing with me as much, though. I'm I'm not enjoying it as much with the water.
2: Oh no no that's it's a it kind of just happens.
0: <laughs> well, it's thinned out. It's gotten a little, um, uh, uh, acetony. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, and like Josh was saying, how it is definitely a little more broken up and not just like all at once. I think that the the fact that it it almost tastes segmented as it kind of rolls over your tongue. It's like you taste one thing and then another thing and then another thing, and it doesn't quite blend as well as it did the first time around.
0: Yeah, it starts with the apple, then it goes to the nail polish remover, then it goes to the isopropyl (laughs) alcohol.
1: (laughs) And then just like, I feel like I chewed on a tongue depressor at the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was a bit of a balsa wood or a or a tongue depressor type thing going on here. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to go keep this one neat. Yep,
2: Um, yep, definitely.
0: Which I think has been pretty common uh, with the Talisker's. Um, And this one specifically, um, they are calling the Talisker Select Reserve. Now, I think I commented, not on the last show, but at at a tasting I was at recently, um, for Robbie Burns night that when a Scotch is labeled reserve I get nervous because as a general rule I've not liked reserves. <laughs> um, now both of these have been reserves. One was a gold reserve one was a select reserve um, which goes to to show that I might have selected something different in this case. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah it's uh this is not, not wild,
2: <laughs> not my favorite thing ever. Wet, definitely having it neat though. That uh, gives you a, a good flavor to kind of mull over for a bit, and really, oh, it was. I'm still it, it,
1: thinking about that yeah, flavor, neat. Like I'm exactly. still back there.
2: <laughs> and that's that's kind of where it comes to It's I think it's definitely got the having it neat it's got a complex enough flavor to justify having again but it would definitely be one of those sip on it here and there when i'm in the mood Mm -hmm. would you like to do the reading on this one i can do my best
1: (laughs) house Greyjoy rules the iron irons and worships the drowned god the ironborn make their home on bleak and blustery islands off the west coast of westeros whose unforgiving desolate location shapes their lives Unable to subsist solely on rocky land, these reavers take to the sea to make their fortune amidst salt and smoke. They acquire their riches, their riches not with gold, but by paying the iron price. Situated on the shores of the Isle of Skye, one of the most remote and rugged areas of Scotland, Talisker's layered flavors and signature maritime character are the result of its wave-battered shores. The western Isle of Skye is characterized by jagged peaks and windset landscapes which creates this intense, smoky, single smelt scotch with spicy, powerful, and sweet elements combined with maritime flavors.
2: Beautiful. Did that taste like maritime flavors? <laughs> Fishy. <laughs> I
0: mean, what exactly does maritime flavors mean? Um, I mean, it's... It, it, <laughs>
1: Like, especially neat. It tasted like a good scotch. Like, it tasted like something you would drink while on a rugged Scottish coast somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Having never been, that's what I say.
0: (laughs) Fair. Yeah. Um, Well, you you know what what is going on with this one now. You've scored before, so I don't feel so bad starting this time. Um, I am going to put in my score solely on... Uh, what I was getting out of it neat, because wet, it kind of ruined it for me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to pretend that wet doesn't exist, (laughs) as is my want. Um, This was all right. Um, I would say other taliscors have impressed me more. Um, I won't go so far without having looked at the other, I think we've done three taliscors on the show, Uh, and, and one recently enough that I can say... I did enjoy this one more than that one um but this was not stellar but it was more exciting than say a glen fiddick or, or glen uh live at 12 um so that said i will give it a uh 325
2: well that's not too far off from where i was feeling i was thinking like a 3.3 3.4 is kind of where i would put it because it, again it's a I would definitely drink it i wouldn't turn it down but it would be a i would i would have to be in a mood and it's for me to have the bottle sitting on the shelf it would be a once a month if i'm lucky kind of a have a sip on it kind of drink
1: and i was sitting kind of in the same ballpark i was thinking a three five for this one um Again, it's like exactly how Josh said. If it's if someone had it on their shelf and was offering it, I would do it. I don't think it's something I'd seek out on my own to have in my collection. But yeah, I would drink it if it was if it was available for sure. Oh yeah, and especially neat. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think that uh...
1: mostly because I'm still trying to figure out those flavors. <laughs> that's gonna be living there for a while.
0: That, that, that's tough but fair.
1: <laughs> so.
0: Now is the time on the show where we pimp the stuff. So, as as is traditional, it being um, the 1st of February when this is released, if I release on time, which, God help me, I should try to do more often. uh, We will be having uh, Fearless 5 Noir open at the Historic Mountains Theater on February 8th. um, And it runs um, that weekend and then the following two weekends. So, 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th. And 22nd and 23rd. Showtime is at 7.30. Um, We will also, of course, have Fearless Lab, which is the uh, second Tuesday of every month. Um, So for February, that will put us on the 12th. Um, Were you
2: going to be in that one? Uh, No, unfortunately, I decided an improv class would be a good idea to take. So the next two Fearless Labs I will not be in. And then Die Laughing is happening after Die Laughing, which is the 50-hour comedy marathon we do. Um, I'm going to be probably doing it at Lab consistently or looking at doing it outside of Fearless and looking at maybe booking a huge, uh, something at Huge or something like that. Because it's something that a lot of people have requested that I do more of than just once a month at Lab. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. if we can, if we can get
0: uh, another monthly show going, that'd be great. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's been a while since we had a, a a new one try out, and um, you know, some some of them stick around for a while, and some of them take a, a hiatus, and and uh, then the hiatus is inevitable, and and <laughs> and, then, and then some of them you know don't come back, but um, but yeah, that it, it, it sounds exciting, and I'm looking forward to to, to seeing it. Um, and and Stated Die Laughing will be coming up. Um, I think it's. April for sure. This
2: last weekend of March.
0: Last weekend of March, so um,
2: so it kind of rolls right into April, I believe.
0: Yeah. So so that will be a thing, uh, and of course, uh, double blind improv, it's the third Thursday, and that will be on the twenty first um, in February. So uh, we will have our guests back in two weeks for our second show of the month, and uh, we'll talk more about that then. But in the meantime. This is the part that I find the most fun. We close out with a toast. And technically, because I know he's listening to an episode or two, Josh knew, knew this was coming, so he's probably prepared. <laughs> have I? No. No, I didn't. Oh, well, I, I spring it on my guests that they have to close out the show with a toast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're the one who knew he was coming, so I'm going to make you do it.
2: Perfect. So, So, uh, to <laughs> new experiences with Scotch and learning that there's... Things that you can define (laughs) that you didn't realize you could in Scotch. (laughs) (laughs)